0: Again. is it better to be feared or respected i say is it too much to ask for both surely you can't be serious i am serious and don't call me sure that's your home are you
1: too good for your home Answer me. is it true that there is a place in a man's head that if you shoot it it will blow up
0: hello everyone welcome to the show this is i'd quote that episode one We've done it.
1: We've done it. We're here.
0: Yeah, we've made it online. I'm Colin.
1: And I'm Kevin.
0: And we are going to be talking about movies and life and quotes from everything. And that's it. So let's.
1: Should be good. Simple idea.
0: Yeah, let's hop right into things.
1: It gets me every time.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. What happened? Uh, we are going to be talking about uh things that have been happening lately to us. Like mm-hmm. this first episode, so lately can go back ten years if we wanted, but I wanted to talk about my new belt. Ooh, a new belt. Yeah, I got a groove life belt. I've talked to you, Kevin, about it. It's the... I-
1: I've seen the belt, it's pretty nice.
0: Yeah. Uh you set it and forget it, is kind of what the mindset of it. And I have a line that I would always say when I would adjust my belt. Or at least I'd say it in my head mm-hmm. from Troll Two. Okay, you remember Troll Two?
1: I have not seen Troll Two, oh. but I, I'm so eager to, to well, the, be enlightened about it. It is
0: full of awkward lines. Okay, and, cool. But there is a line that uh, the dad is like disciplining the kid, and he goes like takes him to his bedroom and throws him on the bed. He starts adjusting his belt, and you think he's like about to take it off and whip the boy. Okay, that's what you'd expect. Yeah, and he's like, "What are you doing?" He says, "I'm tightening my belt so I don't feel hunger pangs."
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm I've, the, the most good thing being that he hopefully didn't hit the kid, but also the second good thing that he had a good, you know, he had a good line. You know? Yeah. Well done, writer of Troll Two. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that's the quote from your week.
0: That that is the quote that I'm sad that I can't really use anymore. Okay. Yeah.
1: Got it. Uh, for for me, uh, I've been it's it's been an incredibly busy few weeks. Uh, so the one that the quote that keeps going through my head lately is uh, from office space when they're like, oh, like, what did you do over the week? And he's like, nothing. I did absolutely nothing. And it's everything that I hoped it could be because I've, <laughs> I've noticed myself over the week, grabbing little pockets of time where they're just like, you know what, for 10 minutes, I'm gonna sit down and do Wordle. It's not gonna make my life better. It's not gonna make the world better. But I'm gonna really enjoy it, and like when I find those little pockets of time, like it's it's everything I hoped it could be. It's pretty good.
0: Uh, it's making I think it's making your world a little better. That's okay. that's world peace of the individual variety.
1: I would say so. You know. <laughs> so
0: yeah. Oh, beautiful thing.
1: Yeah yeah good movie quote it's it's it, I, I think of it pretty often but just more so even more than normal last couple of weeks
0: yeah that, that wouldn't be worth discussing as a whole in general
1: yeah but again like oh man if 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 once we use a quote we can't use it again that's that's i'm gonna that's breaking my heart it's gone
0: no 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 we can totally totally use it again okay we'll see so awesome we've covered the first segment <gasps> let's have a round of applause Woo-hoo, we made it yeah you know? all right let's move into our movie of the week then all right.
1: Ooh, a little rock and roll there.
0: Kind of epic sounding. Cool. Yeah. And uh, so, movie of the week this week is going to be Hot Fuzz. This is a movie starring Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, written by Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. Okay. They both wrote Shaun of the Dead as well. That's right. And a couple other movies, I think.
1: And this is the, this is the second one of the Cornetto trilogy, correct?
0: Yes, it okay. is. And I'll be addressing that a little later. Cool. In the quiz time after the movie.
1: I gotta say, watching that every time they ate an ice cream cone in this movie, I was like, Oh, I want an ice cream cone so they make it look
0: so good. (laughs) So yeah, this uh to give a brief description of the plot, it's a buddy cop movie. Mm -hmm. A cop gets transferred from the London Metropolitan Police out into the countryside, and it's supposedly a super quiet town, nothing ever happens there. But he gets there and starts finding all kinds of crime going on, everyday crime, Mm -hmm. and they're like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Nothing's going on, right? Yeah. But then he happens upon some big murder spree that's going on, and oh, they were accidents is how it's portrayed by everyone. Yep, and they, then they
1: fl- they act they act, they, uh, they fell on their own shears. The yeah. one that made me laugh most.
0: <laughs> so it erupts at the end of the movie into a huge gunfight, like most movies, action movies, mm-hmm. and and uh, then it's resolved. Yeah, and the metropolitan police want him back at the end. He says, "No, no, I'll stay here. I like it here." And that's that's the general that's, synopsis. That's I think just the movie. Good job. Yeah, well thank done. you. Thank you. Sorry, I've got a dog in my lap that's uh, keeps adjusting herself and it's throwing me off. <laughs>
1: Good job, Shelly. You're a good co host.
0: I have so many lines that I love from this movie. Okay. That I would love to just start from the top and work my way down, but I don't know. Let's do it. The first thing he does, he goes to the bar and uh, gets a cranberry juice because mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't drink.
1: Yeah. It's got an orange slice in it, though, usually. So, you know, it's got a twist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but he sees all these kids around the bar and he's like, uh, looks at the sign and says, uh, must be 18 to drink. Mm-hmm. And so he starts going around asking them, like, when's your birthday? And there was one in particular. He's like, "Ask him when's your birthday." And the kid was like,
1: "Ah!" <laughs> the kid freaks out, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I found this movie, uh, you know, thinking of watching the movie kind of through the lens of finding good quotes. I found that, like, I mean, if you think of this movie coming out at the same time as, like, Anchor Man and some other ones like that, where it's, like, there's just big quote after big quote after mm. big quote. The writing in this movie was so good, but, like, they just happen very naturally in the in the conversation between folks. So, yeah. it's not like it's, like, they, like, land a line and then kind of pause for a minute for you to, like, all <laughs> think about it and write it down or laugh. You know, Wait they for just, the they audience keep going to die right down, on, yeah. You know? <laughs> So that one in particular, it's, it's, it's almost in a quick montage of him going up and questioning all the kids, you know, mm. so, but it was, that, that's a good one.
0: When's your birthday? 22nd of February. What year? Every year. Every year. year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Snotty kid. <laughs> okay. So, so that was the first one that kind of, that kind of stuck out. That to was you? the
0: first one that stuck out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, as like a, I might use this kind of thing, but I could probably go to town with most of the lines from this movie. Oh as, yeah. As you were talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 so good. The the ones that the first ones that jumped out to me were um he goes into the crime scene towards the beginning and he's he's talking with his ex-girlfriend and, and he's like Janine, I've been transferred, you need to go away for a while and the person's like, I'm not Janine and they're all wearing the same outfit and that's yeah. the joke. So he ends up finding Janine and then while they're talking, she's like, you know, oh he figures out, Oh, you're dating someone else. Is it Bob? And she's like, Does Bob look like the kind of guy that I would but and Bob turns and you just see him in the background and when she says, Does he look like the mm-hmm. kind of guy I would date? He just kind of slowly turns back around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's dave another guy just turns hello there
1: <laughs> yeah pretty great stuff Sorry the, the the writing was really tight all the way all the way through the movie i thought mm-hmm. like i have i have some particular things to say about that later
0: cool yeah that's nobody told me nothing i just love that guy that's i think it's one guy playing two different People at the station, one with like curly hair, one with straight hair. Oh yeah, the two people at like the front desk area. Yeah, but yeah, I love that line that he keeps saying throughout the movie is that nobody tells me nothing because he's
1: the one who works there at, at night.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the one that I I when I think of this movie, the the quote that I think of immediately is the a great big bushy beard <laughs> is the one that just like sticks out to me. It's just like that's 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 the the number one quote from it, the movie. It does a great
0: descriptor of you. Yeah, I mean, I would maybe not bushy, but you great, know i, I try to trim it
1: up try and keep it looking yeah. nice you know but uh but yeah that one just the delivery on that line just cracks me up like so much
0: they talk about like the street performers that are coming into town there's a a human statue mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, the neighborhood watch alliance has like pictures like 11 o'clock one o'clock two o'clock they like runs through all these pictures just in the same it's position the Same
1: position yeah, yeah. <laughs> really good the, okay so there's one it's it's they they say the same quote twice almost identically and the mm. first time it didn't really jump out of me there's the the moment where they radio in the neighborhood watch folks and like oh like sergeant angel's going into your store get a get a look at his arse for me mm. you know and then later on like he, when he rides into town for the climax of the scene and he's on a horse they're like oh sergeant angel's back check out his horse, yeah, his horse. the way they like <laughs> just like the actress just like held on to that one word a little bit just the delivery of it made made the quote for me
0: and they, they did that a lot in the movie there's like redelivery of lines but slightly different yeah there's no luck catching them swans then it's just the one swan actually and then later on no no luck catching them killers yeah and yeah he says that there's only one killer but he's like oh, wait there might be more.
1: Be more, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, one of the examples of what one of the things watching this movie again. And I've, I, I remember seeing it when it came out and I've seen it at least once since then. So this might be like my third viewing. But watching it now for like a couple of years apart from the last time I saw it, I was really impressed with how Tight. Okay, this is gonna make me sound like I'm some sort of fancy movie critic, <laughs> but like, just how tight the screenplay, like, aspect of it was. Like, mm. they had to kind of plan out ahead of time. And Shaun of the Dead does a lot of this kind of stuff too, where stuff that there's a number of setups in the first half of the movie that just the last half of the movie is just payoff after payoff after payoff. Yeah. So like, I noticed this time, and I don't remember noticing this the first time. Like, everything uh, that Nick Frost character asks him, like, have you ever have you ever run and shot a gun? Have you ever run and shot two guns? Have you ever mm-hmm. like laid on the ground and shot your gun in the air and yelled ah? You know. <laughs> Like every single thing he names off, not just the main character ends up doing at the end, but mm-hmm. Nick Frost's character in going into the climax with him ends up doing all of those things as well. So yeah. it's like the payoff of not just the action hero doing those things that like he's like, no, we don't do those things in real police work. But now like the guy who has dreamed of doing those kinds of things in police work gets to do them as well. Yeah. Like, so it's it echoes like all the stuff from the beginning of the movie. It's very, very well done.
0: Actually, in that same conversation, he's asking about like what movies is like, you know, you seen die hard, though and point break no bad boys, 2? Bad boys too <laughs> you ain't seen bad boys too <laughs>
1: and there's even like um like certain camera shots that harken back to each of those movies as well like he does the uh there's at least twice he does like kind of like helicopter like spin around shot yeah those i was bad immediately boys thinking of that when you were like saying that, that like cracks me up so hmm. they were they were kind of banging on all cylinders between the writing and the direction and everything of this movie it was pretty fantastic
0: so speaking of uh references and good lines. Uh there's a movie that I haven't seen called Chinatown, but I know like the last line of the movie, it's like a famous line. It's like, forget it, it's Chinatown. Mm -hmm. And they say it's like, forget it, Nicholas. It's Sanford. Uh, (laughs) I I love that they threw that in there. And I think they threw like a couple other like references to other movies that aren't necessarily Bad Boys 2 or point break. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's kind of fun. Like I've seen the movie probably at least seven, eight times at this point. Okay. And this time through I still found new stuff. To, well, things to notice. Yeah.
1: I'm sure it wasn't intentional, but like the one that jumped out at me is uh, when he gears up to go into the to the climax, he's like, you know, putting like a bandoliers and guns and stuff like that mm. all over him. And in particular, he has like, I don't know how they do this, but it's like some sort of back holster that like holds like two shotguns and yeah. then stick out like an X from mm. behind his body. And uh, the, the only other time I've seen that directly in a movie is in an, another kind of spoof movie, uh, Loaded Weapon 1, where I oh, mean, yeah. Estevez's character like gears up and then he stands up up and then he can't stay standing. He like falls over because he just has too much gear on his body. And so... I actually
0: forgot that wasn't in this movie. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay.
1: You're waiting for him to fall oh. over.
0: <laughs> right. This is like a serious moment, but still comedic kind yeah, of thing.
1: Pretty good stuff. Any other quotes that that jumped out of you that you got in your notes?
0: There is uh everybody and their mums is packing around here. He's like, like who? Farmers? And who else? Farmers' mums. Farmers' mums. <laughs> but then that's uh later on in the movie, like right before he comes into town there's a farmer it's uh he like goes and rams his truck yeah but then uh, he says, Mom! And then the mom's got a shotgun.
1: Farmer's, farmers mom's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everything, ev- every joke isn't just a joke for itself. Like, everything pays off, mm-hmm. like, at the end of the movie. It's so, it's so, so, so good. Well written. My my wife saw the last half of the movie with me. And my son watched the first half of the movie with me before I had to go to bed. So I'll get to watch the last half a second time soon. <laughs> but uh, she laughed a lot at, um, it's all right, Andy. It's just bolognese when they're in the, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the shootout at the end. And, and it shoots the... Uh, the tomato sauce over his face. We thought that was really funny. He's not Judge Judy and Executioner. Great, great, great line. So, the greater good.
0: The greater good.
1: Always very repeatable. Never
0: said once. Always twice. <laughs> always twice, right? Yeah.
1: I thought about rewinding with the first time they said it and like trying to keep a tally of every time they said it in the movie, but I decided not to, not to make it a chore, just to enjoy the movie. <laughs>
0: After it was done, I actually looked up a couple of videos that, like, point out different things about it. Because okay. since I have been noticing more and more each time I watch it, it's like, there's got to be even more stuff that I've missed. And so, yeah, they talk about that. It's like, for one, it's never said just once. It's always in pairs. Okay. The greater good. Nice. There's three times, like, they do, like, the, the rule of three in the final, when they discovers like, the cult or whatever of the, the Neighborhood Watch Alliance. Okay. and he says how can this be for the greater good the greater, greater good yeah i was ready then. thank you
1: there's a there's another one about jugglers like they keep saying something about jugglers crusty
0: jugglers Krusty jugglers
1: <laughs> <Hold> on.
0: <laughs> Travelers. Uh, one
1: one joke that made me laugh like that i guarantee i had not noticed before but watching it this time as they're heading into the last half of the climax Uh, of the big action scene towards the end he meets up with all the other police people and then they're like oh we have to go to the we're we're gonna go to the shop and so they they're running up to the shop and before they do there's a montage of them all like apparently he shares all of his weapons with Mm. them and so they're all cocking guns and loading guns right and then it shows them and they're like 50 yards away from the shop and they're running through the parking lot and while they're running they just keep playing the the gun cocking noise again and again and again (laughs) even though they're not moving their hands right so it's like and it's almost like I, I almost just pictured the sound editor just think how many times can we fit in this noise before it's noticed. It's, it takes people out of the movie, but it's like a joke. They just couldn't help.
0: I didn't even pick up on that.
1: It was pretty good. Next time you watch it, it'll stand out now that I mentioned it and hopefully it'll make you smile. So that was that. That was maybe my favorite little like moment in in this watching. I was just like, I can't believe they after a montage, then they kept going with it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and they got some big names in this movie too, and one of them's even uncredited. Uh, Kate Blanchett was it?
1: Oh, I didn't. E- I didn't. I didn't even notice her.
0: She's uh, covered up. She's okay. in the the CSI She's, scene.
1: Uh, Janine. Y- yeah. OK, mm-hmm. so I noticed Timothy Dalton is like the villain in like mm-hmm. a very not James Bond kind of. Oh, I guess, you know, maybe he's playing, you know, he's on the other side of the table. He's the James Bond yeah. villain. He's mm-hmm. the head of the conspiracy. Bill Nighy. Yeah. Um, was a good bad Jim guy. He was, in, he was Slughorn in Harry Potter. So was, like it was a who's who of like British character actors. Mm-hmm. It seemed like just popping up, especially that one scene in the station at the beginning. Like yeah. every one of his bosses, they pop up and you're like, oh, it's that guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Steve Coogan.
1: There right. you go. Yeah. Cool.
0: He was in there the santa that like stabs him that's uh peter jackson
1: peter jackson okay the, the director nice good catch i wonder if that was like if that was edgar wright's like oh i'm gonna fit in one scene.
0: i think he is credited but yeah so okay
1: cool he he often puts himself in his own movies right because he always has a cameo in all the lord of the rings ones at least is that right yeah he's usually like a hooded figure in the background or something ah, like that, so.
0: okay so uh there is a scene where there a swan has escaped from the castle and that's a, a a running gag throughout the movie like one of the best yeah but he's asking for like a description and the guy's uh, orange and black bill uh and he's like is there anything else well it's a swan it's A
1: swan <laughs> <laughs> and you see no other swan in the movie so every time you see it, you're like yep there's a swan right yeah so alluding back to the what i shared earlier since my wife didn't see the first half of the movie mm-hmm. when she's watching the last half and all of a sudden like the swan pops up in the car <laughs> she's like what and i was like it's it's from earlier they're always trying to catch the swan <laughs>
0: But yeah, he like pauses and debates getting the swan when he's like doing he the foot the right chase, after, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> so, pretty great. I enjoyed the the big picture, looking at the movie the the entire premise, and I wonder if there's even kind of an extra layer to the joke in that this is a a, a movie from the UK that. They're commenting on like action movies mostly made from the United States, like their history. And one guy is obsessed with them. But the reversal in this movie is that like the cop who knows what to do and is going to handle the tough situation is the one who follows all the rules the most. As (laughs) opposed to every American action movie is like, there's one cop who's willing to bend the rules in order to make justice happen, you Mm -hmm. know. And so I enjoyed like how the entire movie is to play on that expectation. He's the best at what he does because he has a notebook. And because he knows what the regulations are, because yeah. he's ready for it and stuff like that. He
0: thought, knows the amount of paperwork that they're going to incur.
1: <laughs> and it, it made me a little bit wistful for like, oh, if only we lived in a society where, uh, you know, like that was our ideal of who this is the person who can do the best work <laughs> in law enforcement. And yet they call him a fascist when he shows up to the to the village, you know, <laughs> even though he's like kind of the least fascist. Compared to other action heroes who are just like, I'm gonna get my gun and get it done. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. So
0: So funny enough, the gun that she w- that lady was holding, she's okay. saying fascist was used by the Nazis in World War Two. So fun fact. there. Way to the- yeah.
1: All right, interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool. I don't know if you had an experience with this, but this was my first time watching a movie. I'm trying to think. Is this my first time watching a movie on an actual DVD disc in a while? Okay. Okay. So most things I watch now are on streaming. Occasionally, we'll throw a Blu-ray in, like if there's something we want to watch that's not on streaming. Like recently, I'm now also halfway through Interstellar. Okay. Um, but when I popped this DVD in, I was immediately taken back to 2007, and I was like, "Thank God." I don't live back then anymore because like immediately putting the disc in, starting it up on the PlayStation four, it immediately played three or four trailers that it would not let me skip. And oh, I was really? like, I remember this. I remember not being allowed to skip the trailers on a disc and just like, Oh my gosh, like speaking of fascism. I mean, they're making me watch their trailers, you know? Like, and so I was like, oh, streaming, I haven't had to deal with this in so long. What a gift, you know? And then partway through the movie, After my son went to bed, I wanted to keep watching it, so I I tried to turn on the subtitles, and Mm. it wouldn't let me... Turn on the subtitles without hitting a stop. Going out of the movie, going back to the main menu, turning on the subtitles in the language settings, then starting the movie over again. Instead of just like hitting the subtitles button, it was all grayed out in the menu. I was like, "What the?"
0: This might be a PS4 versus a PS3 problem, but I was able to skip the previews. Okay. Uh, so, okay.
1: so you know what? Maybe I.
0: Maybe it's maybe it's a console issue.
1: So I'd like to express my sincere apology to the to the coders of the Hot Fuzz DVD. I did not mean <laughs> to uh, to uh, ridicule you. Too, or, but i feel uh, your pain But you on blast i so. feel
0: your pain about like previews back then like it's nothing new when you're a year or two past the uh, release date so you're like yeah these movies are already out i saw it kind of thing mm-hmm. so yeah i get skip yeah. yeah definitely let's jump into rating the movie how about okay, that cool so uh i have a few different points to go over Maybe we'll do like a five-point scale. Maybe we can do like point fives. So I don't know. Okay. Kind of so let's start off with the plot. Mm-hmm. So we we've been talking about the plot a lot already.
1: If we if we're rating the plot, then uh, okay, and our scale is going to be out of five. So uh, plot, you know, it's a it's a it's a comedy movie, it's a satirical movie. So you mm-hmm. got to keep that in mind. Screenplay though, pretty pretty tight. Lots of callbacks, things like that. Yeah. Um. But if we're just, are we just looking at the plot itself when we say plot?
0: Yeah. Just general like, like the, uh, the, the story. Okay. The story of it, yeah.
1: All right, so I'm trying to think. Um, okay, so this movie in particular, what's a rating scale out of five? Like five, I think five out of five loggers, or five, <laughs> out, or like what would the
0: what what, what were kind of the flavor of the wheat kind of thing?
1: Yeah, or, or loggers, cranberry juices, uh, notebooks. What's, uh, what's an appropriate award ice cream scale? cones? How about that? There we go. Okay, so how many ice cream cones would you give the plot of this movie?
0: I honestly, I say five, five ice cream cones, because. It seems like it's trying to follow the script of like the standard action movie, but Mm -hmm. it flips it in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. while still kind of you kind of know what's coming. But at the same time, you don't. Yeah. There's the feeling like there's comfort in the storyline, but also it's new. Yeah. That's how I, I feel. It's
1: a, it's a, it's a twist on a familiar tale. Cause, yeah. Cause I feel like with, with cop movies or action movies, you either get the drama of like this person from the countryside is coming into the big city and he's, he's, he's coming on the force there. So like Robocop is that story mm-hmm. or, um, you know, like serious dramas about like what oh, this cut, co- this, this boy from the outside world is going to learn what, what policing is like on the inner city, you know, or something <laughs> like that. But this isn't that it's the reverse of that. But then even the reverse of that would normally be like, Oh, this big city cop is going to show these, yokels like how it's done you know Mm -hmm. kind of thing but the fact that he is very much an anti-action hero like kind of in that sense kind of makes it makes it pretty great so i would i would agree i am five out of five chocolate ice cream cones for for this one For me as well
0: awesome awesome and i would like to talk about the comedy slash humor of the movie okay uh so there is a we we're talking about it's got line after line callback after callback and there's a lot of physical jokes thrown in there but there's always like accompanying dialogue that is like punches the joke i think
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so it's for me it's another five like i am almost never laughing at this point after watching it a half dozen times I have seen everything and I like anticipate jokes Mm -hmm. and I yeah there's not really a a moment where I am not laughing in the movie
1: I I I would agree too. Even even if I mean, I would get, I would say that there's other movies that I maybe laughed more that like maybe like or I laughed louder or something like that. Sure, but yeah, it every, might not be
0: uproarious. Every
1: joke in this movie feels earned. Like nothing feels cheap. Nothing feels lazy. It's it's not just a bunch of one liners that could have fit into any movie. And it's also not like a. There's kind of a trend in comedy movies of just like, well, we'll kind of like let the actors improvise. This this is kind of the opposite of that. It's like they wrote this script and it was really tight. Every side character feels like a real human being, even though they're kind of like comedy side characters and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I, I agree, you know, comedy writing five out of five.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I actually, I, did I actually say a number? I'm going to say five.
1: You yeah. said five. Cool. So I'm going
0: to say five again. then. Yeah. Double five, no. So
1: many ice cream nuts.
0: All right, moving on to the next category, quotability. Mm -hmm. So a podcast is about movie quotes. We need good quotability in movies. So we want to talk about that aspect. Yeah. So, yeah, we talked about all of the good. There's a lot of one-liners. There's a lot of uh, maybe you might take stuff out of context for a lot of these, but it still could kind of work in like an everyday life situation. I think, I guess that's more so what I'm thinking is like how good it can incorporate into your everyday life.
1: Got it. And so, okay. So this is where, uh, I I will, I will, I'm, 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 I'm guessing that all through the life of this podcast, that I will be a very generous, uh, critic and judge. Cause (laughs) I mean, mostly because I don't imagine we're going to pick a bunch of movies that we think we would totally hate, but, um, quotability, I'm going to, I'm going to give this one a, somewhere around three and a half, four. Because mm. I don't see myself pulling quotes from this movie on a regular basis in the same way that I might. Like, there were other foundational movies that just either they they lodged in my, like, junior high brain and became something friends quoted often or something like that. From this one, you know, there's, like, the greater good, you know, pub, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Like, that you could pull out every once in a while. But it seems like the comedy of this movie wasn't going to, like, we we're going to write the kind of movie that people will be quoting nonstop. Yeah, and um, I, I,
0: I get that. Like, there's... Like you were saying, there's a couple maybe might come out. Like, didn't even talk about the YARP. YARP. (laughs) NARP?
1: It was on my list. Decaffeinated was one that jumped out at me this time.
0: Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about that because he was like freshly (laughs) woken up. So I don't know if it's just like someone bumbled over the word or he just didn't hear it right. But it could be either one of those because they, all the cops weren't really great cops. Yeah. From what you could tell.
1: Could be either one. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, uh, so I would I would say so okay on an ice cream cone scale of quotability for this mm. movie I would say three cones but you know some some sprinkles on top of that third cone so three and a half.
0: Uh, I I think that's good. I I would actually like. Uh probably go a little lower and say three okay. even yeah as as much as it hurts me I, I i feel like that's where it lands for me is quotability cool but uh moving into the next aspect the one i feel like i'm gonna shoot up to a five again is rewatchability, mm-hmm. because there is so much that you miss in this movie yeah. on the first watch uh, like that you I, at least me i pick up on stuff like non-stop the yeah. next the next several playthroughs
1: yeah yeah on uh on just how many layers there are to the to the comedy into the writing into to the jokes and stuff like that and even just the plot itself like like there's multiple big plot twists in this movie and even when you go into the climax that what you think is just the plot twist i mm-hmm. love the joke when he shows up at the table and they're just like actually the the, the reasons we're doing this are a lot more <laughs> simple than you think yeah um and stuff like that so it's not about this big land deal it's about we just want to win this little best village award. Mm-hmm. you know kind of correct to be up. So the rewatchability is really high on that level and that you'll see new things every time. Also, it's it's the kind of movie that just goes down easy. It, like it's the, the pacing is really good. It's it doesn't it's not way too it's not too long in any part and stuff like that there's it the camera work and stuff like that is varied enough through the movie to kind of keep you interested and keep it going so i could pop this on again like i'm going to finish watching it with my son sometime over the next week Mm. and it'll i'll I'll be just as happy watching it again even though i just saw it
0: you you talked about the pacing of it like i put this on remembering it being a 90 minute movie Mm -hmm. like the standard action movie length for like you know action comedy kind of thing and i was like this is a two-hour movie
1: I was gonna say, are you about to blow my mind, or are you it, tell me it was a lot longer?
0: It's it's three and a half hours. No, it's yeah, <laughs> uh, it's yeah, two hours long. I was okay. like, huh, it does not feel, feel like two it. hours. You don't feel it like that. Yeah,
1: you know? it's like a nice uh, chocolate. It's like an ice cream cone.
0: <laughs> it's gonna end up on the hips later, so, but so
1: so what's your sc- what was your score for a rewatchability? So
0: I would say five again.
1: I'm I'm I would say five again as well. I'd watch it again right now.
0: Yeah, I, I was, Cindy was like bummed that she wasn't gonna be able to watch it with me to prep for this, but I'm like probably be good to watch it in a few days yeah
1: absolutely mm-hmm. cool
0: cool so that puts numbers uh, uh if we're trying to tally the final scores like i got three fives and a three so that's a, what 18 divided by five try, are we doing math i don't know i uh. was i
1: was i was told there would be no math speaking of quotes <laughs> so yeah and so i had an 18 and a half that's pretty that's pretty good good yeah. showing hot fuzz yeah
0: out of out of 20
1: yeah Great, great, great episode to start with, I thought. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, not not every movie is going to be a banger, I think, that we do. But yeah, let's start, start, we start off with a good one.
1: Any other final thoughts on it?
0: Uh, not on this. So that is hot fuzz, people. Cool. So now I'd like to move into a section I like to call quiz time. Ooh. And you are, are you ready to win fabulous prizes? <gasps>
1: Ooh, I didn't know there would be prizes. I'm even more excited All now. All right,
0: so we have, in honor of the movie that we just did, a jalapeno pepper. Okay. And some pocket lint. Okay. Hot fuzz. Oh, there you go. Uh, Sorry. I was thinking,
1: I was like, where, were there, where was their lint? In there? Well, well done. Well thank done. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Okay. So I'm going to launch into a set of five questions I've prepared mm-hmm. and you do your best to answer them.
1: Okay. And the spicy lint is
0: online. Yeah. If you, if you get at least three out of five, then you win. Okay. The majority of the questions. Cool. All right. Okay. So we have question one. How many different firearms, including explosives, were on camera in the film? And I'm going to give you a number. I'm going to say, is it lower or higher than 45? Okay. I found a website that it's the Internet Movie Firearm Database. Okay. And they went through all the different firearms that were in this movie.
1: Okay. They, I, I noticed that they were tagging them as they go. So I was like, someone was doing their homework. Okay, <laughs> so is it higher or lower than 45? Yes. Now, is that 45 individually like are there 45 firearms that might be seen multiple times or how many times does a firearm appear in the movie
0: how, how many unique items okay
1: i'm going to guess i'm i'm as much as much as it's part of the joke mm. i'm going to guess under 45
0: okay there is it is lower
1: <sighs> look at me look there, at this guy there all were right.
0: 39
1: very good all right all right, thirty-nine. Still a lot. Still a lot. Yeah, still a lot. Yeah, this is especially including. Especially for
0: England. This is including the uh, like uh, sea mine that they had, <laughs> and all that good stuff. All right. So, question two. You got one right so far. All right. Alright, at the beginning of the movie, there is like showing all of his accomplishments and things that he's involved in. Mm-hmm. And they show a lot of operations he was a part of. Okay. Uh, this is something I saw in one of the videos I saw after the fact. Okay. There, uh, I'm going to give you five names for operations. You tell me which one was not real. Okay, I'm focused. Alright, you have Operation Shakedown, Crackdown, Smackdown, Showdown, Takedown.
1: I'm going to go with shakes down.
0: Okay, the right answer was smackdown oh so close yeah okay. okay so one for two so far all right next one's true false okay all right, all right I'm, one, so, I'm one and one we can yeah. do this so you got 50 percent, and you got 50 50 chance here mm-hmm. so there originally was meant to be a female love interest in the movie and was changed to danny with only small changes in the dialogue okay. true or false
1: I'm gonna go with false because it seems like they they those two actors enjoy working together.
0: Mm. It actually was true. Oh man, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I guess it was uh, maybe earlier in the writing process because okay. they wrote it over like the course of like a year and a half, I think. Okay. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Okay. So I wonder how Nick Frost would have worked into the story. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Uh, he he did say cast. like when he was asked to do it, he had the naming rights to his character. Okay. Uh, so Dan- Danny Butterman, Butterman, Danny Butterman. Okay. I guess the name came from that. All right. Yeah.
1: Two. Come on, Kevin. Pull yourself mm. together. All right.
0: So Nick Frost was asked to watch twenty action movies in preparation for his role in the movie. Mm-hmm. How many did he actually watch? So you got a one in twenty chance of getting this right.
1: Okay, it's Frost. Mm-hmm. Okay, not Simon Pegg. He's asked to action So he's asked to watch twenty. How many did he actually watch? How many did he actually watch? Can you? <laughs> um, all right. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. You know what? I'm gonna say he went all the way out. I'm gonna say he he watched he watched twenty.
0: Okay. You say twenty. He watched. One.
1: You can't see my face, listeners. It's frozen in terror. I'm tanking in this game.
0: Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you recoup it if you can guess what movie he watched.
1: Oh, so it's got to be like one of the three. So, you know, Bad Boys 2, Point Break. Those are the two that they keep going back to. Either that or the really terrible Chuck Norris movie <laughs> that he's holding for like two seconds.
0: Well, he talks about Super Cop as well. Super Cop. Meet the cop. Okay, stop.
1: Uh, I'm going to, uh, I'll go with Point Break.
0: Oh, uh, darn. Bad Boys 2. It was Bad Boys 2. I was rooting for you. I
1: I thought Bad Boys, it's such a specific one to make it number two that that might have been a good choice. Keanu, come on.
0: All right. So playing for honor here. Okay. Okay. So final question is probably the most difficult of them. Okay. How many films are in the Cornetto trilogy?
1: (laughs) How many films are in the trilogy? (sighs) This could be a trick question, but I'm going to guess three films in the trilogy excellent good job Uh,
0: you got one all right you got two two
1: i can i can i can go home and and raise my head up around my son later knowing that their father wasn't an absolute failure wait two out of five i'll still
0: give you a chance to get three if you can name what flavors of ice cream were represented in the three movies
1: uh vanilla chocolate my brain wants me to say strawberry, but I'm not gonna go there. I'm gonna go caramel.
0: You you you, you were on with strawberry. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So uh, <laughs> strawberry was in Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Uh, they were doing like color to represent different things. Like there was a lot of blood in okay. Shaun of the and Dead. Okay. His tie is red. And stuff mm-hmm. Like that. Okay. And they did the vanilla for blue I vanilla for this one. yeah, okay. it's like a general cop color. Got it. And then green. Uh, mint chocolate chip was in was in the last one.
1: Man. I'd like to apologize to my son. <laughs> do
0: maybe maybe I'll edit it all out. No quiz time. <laughs> it's all right answers. No,
1: it was it was fun to try. So all right, good questions. Those are tough.
0: Thanks. Yeah, I, but
1: but all ones that were plausible.
0: Yeah, I tried I tried to get a good variety like that. Yeah, you know, that shakedown crackdown thing. I got that from one of the videos i watched it was okay. it was pretty good it's like everything awesome about hot fuzz it's like a two-part video okay so i recommend people check that out whoa, if you whoa, want you're seasons. telling me that
1: you watched a, a video about a movie on the internets and it was positive
0: yeah, yeah. that's how good this movie is that
1: person's no. never gonna make it <laughs> even shelly had something to say about that
0: seriously okay so that's it folks uh that's our episode one and if you want to get in touch with us in the future, if if we might have an audience at some point, we have an email address. I'd quote that at gmail.com. It's a good address. Yeah. Feel free to send us like uh, quotes from your own life that mm-hmm. may have happened, or maybe
1: you have an idea for a movie
0: that could be very quotable. That
1: would be awesome. We'll take direction. You yeah. uh-huh. know.
0: Until next time, I have been Colin.
1: I have been, and will continue to be Kevin.
0: Yeah, and good night, folks
1: up